Week 11 on my journey to the new 1%. So I created content and continued to work on the free courses for the DM funnel. My virtual assistant edited content and started sending cold DMs and we got our first positive replies. I also taught her how to scrape accounts from Instagram with a short training. I spent a lot of time on the sober living side of things setting up our current property that we have for lease and that we're going to sublet and until we get it set up in cash flowing outreach for other leases slash private money has been on hold we're getting ready to market for tenants and solidifying the flow of finances with the jv and that's my week on the journey to the new one percent what does yours look like comment below and let me know so for the new one percent side of things i was sent i was prepping a bunch of free courses and really what that looked like was creating a lot of powerpoints this past week and spending a lot of time making sure that I taught people A, how to think right and set goals, B, how to really get jobs and get education and access resources that will help them increase their income, and then C, there's a budgeting piece of it too, because the goal of the free courses is to get you to a thousand a month in discretionary income. Then of course it goes into the subscription where the goal is to get you 50 to $150,000 in business credit, which means we gotta get your personal credit right, you got to get your business credit right and we have to set you up with business skills so that you can then go buy businesses with a community investing model. So that's what I was really doing with the free courses. It was getting that free part done. So I still have more courses to make about the whole community investing, the whole business credit and all of that. But that's once customers start becoming paid and then coaching comes into play. And of course, uh, Russell Brunson says, don't make the whole product before you sell it. Make sure you go start to create traction before you spend a lot of time creating something that people might not even want, right? So that's the free courses update. The DMs update, we've been DMing career coaches and those career coaches really have clients, have a following, and we're inviting them to an affiliate deal where they're getting 40% revenue share. Um, so they sell the free courses, which is an easy thing to sell. They get revenue share for the monthly subscription. They get um, kind of profit share for the trust accelerator, and then they get some, a small amount of equity in the businesses if people move all the way through the funnel. And the idea there is just, when you're thinking about doing the core four from Alex Hormozzi's $100 million leads, you could do it, or you could pay somebody to do it on behalf of you to then get somebody else to do it on behalf of you. So I have my VA sending DMs, which is one of the core four, kind of cold outreach, to potential affiliates who will do the core four to get me more customers. And so one affiliate is worth more than one customer. So if I reach out and we get 200 affiliates in the next 100 days, or we get 200 free signups in the next 100 days, the 200 affiliates could produce 2,000 signups, 5,000 signups. The 200 signups can produce 400, 500 signups if I have a really good product and it leads to referrals. So I'm really just trying to um, hit those affiliates and see if I can create a deal. I mean, ultimately giving them equity in businesses, I feel like they're very incentivized to get as many people in as possible. And um, I just need to come up with some extra ways to help support them in that. Maybe kind of having a team of virtual assistants or partnering with a company that does some virtual assistant outreach for you. And so that might be something that I look at. But in the meantime, I'm really just trying to 
get people to sign up. And I don't know if I want to do a call with them or not. I want to make sure they're a solid affiliate, but I also don't want to spend a bunch of my time training somebody on how to sell something for free. So that's kind of still up in the air. That's new 1% side of things. The DMs are going great. Um, I think it's a more productive way to use my virtual assistant because a lot of the content right now is bringing in cash flow. So I've made it her first priority and then content. Whereas before it was like, get the podcast posted, edit the reels. That was our first priority, which isn't a money-making activity now. So reminder to just always focus on money-making activities. The podcast will be here 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now. I'll keep putting out this content unless something crazy happens or my mindset shifts or I just see that it's completely not worth it. But um, yeah, it's not, it's not critical the next step of the business right now so why would I focus all my energy on that why would it be my first priority or anybody who works with me because of that we switched around those priorities now for the sober living side of things we've been setting up the sober living home and it's been kind of enlightening it costs about 15,000 uh, to set up a home and you know cover the first two months rent and all that stuff and if we don't get tenants it's gonna cost a little more money but yeah Buying the twin beds was actually pretty cheap, but we spent about two grand on the beds, three thousand on furniture before that, three thousand for our acquisition guy who brought us the property. So that was kind of like a wholesale fee almost for bringing us a, a lease that we could sublet. And then, um, so that's like eight thousand dollars right there. Then you have two months rent, which is another you know five thousand dollars. So you're thirteen k in. You have the deposit, which was seventeen hundred, so you're about fourteen. Uh, 1,700 in, and then you have a bunch of little stuff like the cleaner, the movers, that puts us around 16, 17,000. And so really it's better to budget 20,000 for the make ready as opposed to the 10,000 or 5,000 that I was budgeting. So I was budgeting 15,000 and we haven't even touched marketing yet. So really this 16K, 17K that we've spent is more along the lines of the 10K that I was budgeting. So could we have been more efficient and effective with some stuff? Maybe. But now I know going forward, I'm gonna to need to budget about 20 to 25K for the make ready of the property. And ideally in my head, I'm just gonna put it up at 25K. That's what I learned in setting up the sober living home. We'll be going up there later today to set up the beds, make sure everything's clean, make sure everything's ready to go. We also had a snafu with the utilities, which my JV partner spent a good amount of her time this week solving. So you gotta make sure the utilities are on and working. Then you gotta make sure the furniture is there, which includes couches, beds, dressers, um, kind of the whole shebang. You gotta understand how you're gonna set up the beds. And then after that, it's going on to market for tenants and getting a sober living manager. Luckily, my JV partner is experienced in the sober living space and she knows some people who can be house managers and so they'll be one of those three will be our house manager, but then it's time to market for tenants. And that equals a few things, really. A, partnering with rehab facilities to get tenants. B, marketing online to get tenants. And so one of those two will be happening. And I think you can market online in a couple ways, but I'm pretty sure it's pay-per-click ads on Google, maybe some Facebook ads. And then for the uh, kind of, working with rehab facilities, you can send some direct mail or some cold calls up there. Or really, you just need to know the case managers at the rehab facilities. There are also some government organizations that can help place people, but 
that's how we'll market for tenants. Relationships, kind of some paid ads, and then some cold outreach to build those relationships. Cold calling, direct mail, cold email to these rehab facilities. And then as you build those relationships, you continue to nurture them because they're your pipeline of tenants as you scale your sober living practice. And it's cool to do it even kind of nationwide. And as you're doing it nationwide, you pay for people's travel to where you are. So like if I get somebody from California who wants to come to Austin and I pay for their flight, that's a good way to differentiate yourself. You get a customer for $200 who will probably pay $1,500 to $1,800 a month to stay there. And so it's worth that cost. Anyway, that's the journey in depth to the new 1%. It was a lot of simple stuff, just setting up the sober living home, getting ready to market for tenants, having my VA really get started with those DMs and working on those free courses. So I had an easier week than I've had in weeks past, but it's because I'm setting up systems, getting laser focused, and starting the consistency of the system. And that's key. Optimizing for consistency is key getting to where you want to be. So that's what we got for you guys today on the show. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you on the next one. And remember, we are a community of people judged not by our wealth, but by our impact.